Hello, my dears, and welcome back to Main Character Energy with Josephine Moon. It is the final episode of 2021, episode 27-ish, I believe, which is wild. You guys, there. even though like, I just did an episode like four days ago, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to discuss. There's some pet peeves and things I just need to rant about, like my final rant of 2021. Wild, I know. If you hear some pitter-pitter-pattering in the background, it's Miss Ginger. She's she's having a time, you know? She's super excited. Her grandparents are coming in. They're flying in today, and that means I have two days off. So, bing-bong, mama's happy. <laughs> so, I'm getting her all amped up so I can just send her off to grands. Anywho, you guys, it's the end of the year. What a year. <laughs> what a year. And let's leave it behind in the past. That's usually my motto for literally anything. Like, the moment it happens, let's leave it in the past. Hold on, you guys. Ginger is taking a dump. One moment. I love being humbled by Ginger with just a nice, fabulous dump on the floor. Nothing humbles me more in this world. Anywho, back to the rants and leaving things behind. I just want to quickly talk about, like, when people post photos of like family or their children, whether it's celebrities or non-celebrities, and they put like an emoji over someone's face, especially if it's their kids. I just want to say, just don't post the photo. It makes no sense. I get it. Like you're in the public eye and beep, bop, beep, bop, boop, whatever your storyline is. But like every child looks the same. It's really not that interesting. They're not stunning babies, like the most stunning babies in the world. Calm down. I just find it very idiotic to like post this gorgeous photo of your family and then put like a dumb emoji over like three of the five people in the photos photo. Like it's so dumb to me. Just hold on to the photo, like get a scrapbook, put it in there. Don't share it with the world. It doesn't even make sense because you're not really sharing it. If you know you're going to post it, be like, okay, kids, now we're going to do one without you guys. And then post that. It's just like so dumb. And I need people to stop doing it. It's such a thing. Like, oh, I don't want to share my child. I don't want to be like, it's a baby. It looks like a potato. It doesn't look interesting. It's a young girl. Like no one cares. I just, it's really been bothering me. And especially since the holidays have been coming up and everyone wants to post like family photos or whatever. And there's an emoji over the face. I cannot stand it. Some people do it because, like, legally, if they're, like, divorced or whatever, like, the husband doesn't want that out there. Okay, understandable. Still don't post the photo. But I just had to rant about that because it's been driving me insane and I need people to stop doing it. Second quick rant is just, like, basic human manners. Whenever you're getting on the train or an elevator or even on an airplane, oh, my God, I could rant about that airplane etiquette for decades. Whenever you're getting on an elevator or getting on a train... If you're standing right in the middle of the door and there's a rush of people coming in and out, you need to move. Like, don't just stand there and wait for people to go around you. That's so disgustingly annoying. Like, move to the side or step out. Like, people do this on elevators all the time. They do it on trains. It's got to end. It's so dumb. But speaking of dumb, the dumbest of the dumb, airplane etiquette. Like, I could probably do a two-hour episode on airplane etiquette. Firstly... You don't need to take off your shoes and your socks. Like, no one needs to see your feet. Even if you're wearing sandals on the plane, like, it happens. Maybe you're going to Florida. Maybe you're just a barbarian. Who knows? But you don't... We don't need to see your feet. Like, honestly, feet don't need to be seen ever. Maybe it's just because I don't like feet. They freak me out. But, like, they don't need to be seen. So we don't need to be seeing feet. (laughs) Secondly, if you're on a plane and the flight is less than 
four hours long. Before you get on the plane, go and pee, go and poop. Like, once you're sitting down, even if you're on the aisle seat, like, enough is enough. Unless you're, like, going to be violently sick, then you can go to the bathroom. If not, you need to hold it because we can't be getting up and getting down. (laughs) Gotta get down on Friday. We can't be doing that throughout the whole three-hour plane ride. Like, it's so idiotic. I'm on this plane to nap, to sleep, to live my life, and you're just being annoying. Third point, when we land, I get it. Some people need to stand up immediately. You need to stretch. Like apparently flying three hours or five hours was just like too much for you. I get it. Or maybe you just want to get away from the person you're sitting by. But let's all calm down. We're all getting off the plane. We've got to bring it down on the standing up, the rushing by, the heavy breathing on people's necks. Like we're all getting off the plane. It's it's enough. Also, asking idiotic questions on the plane. This will be my last note, hopefully. The dumb questions, like some people really have never traveled on a plane before, and I get it, like peasants, understandable. But read your ticket and see what your ticket number and letter says. Go down the aisle and find that spot and sit down. You don't need to look at every single door, every single door, every single lane, every single seat to see which one's yours. Like it's very simple. It's It's very simple. And then sit down, put your headphones in and keep quiet. Like asking all these questions, like getting up and down, getting in a fight, like, uh, oh, and also coming onto the plane, blackout drunk is not the move. That happened to me once. Like a man got in a fight. I was flying back from New York to Texas. This older man was so drunk. We hadn't even taken off. And like he threw up on the girl next to her, next to him, sorry. And they didn't know each other. And she was just perplexed like it was a full flight and we were about to take off and he threw up on her so they have to stop we had to kick the man off the plane and he like didn't want to leave he was like really putting up a fight even though he was blacked out i was like sir sir it's 3 p.m on a sunday in new york can you like have some self-respect please i i know it's really difficult in these days but we've got to learn to find some okay i'm done ranting about that for now but we will we're gonna table it we're gonna circle back (laughs) um you know some workplace jargon um what else do i need to rant to you guys about the final rant of the year i think that's it for now the new year's eve is tomorrow and like plans are just all over the place everyone keeps asking me what what are we gonna do like i don't know like i've made a list everyone's allegedly getting sick or they're wanting to do like house parties or whatever like going to a house party and going to an event like just still gonna be threat of covid so it's kind of idiotic but you know we're just gonna see what happens and as long as i can dress up and look stunning per usual and get a cute photo i really don't care what we do and have like a couple thousand glasses of champagne i really don't care oh my god did you guys hear about the champagne shortage allegedly like this year is really throwing us for quite the loop First, it was tequila, then it was like cream cheese and bagels, then it was chicken tenders, and now it's champagne. <sighs> We've really got to like dive into 2022 with some something else. I don't even know what, but it's just not giving. I'm sorry. It's really not giving. Anywho, that's the end on that because I've got some shopping to do. And we've got to get into some of these stories that we have not spoken about in two months. So... For the last time of 2021, let's get into some stories. Okay, so the first story is going to be the Astro World tragedy. And 
we kind of got to get into it because there's so many different like storylines there. And first of all, it's very sad. Like, I think it was like about 10 people that passed away, like two of them being children, like 10 year olds. But all in all, the whole thing is horrific and sad and disgusting. But the thing that I'm kind of like on the edge about is, is Travis Scott the one to blame? And I don't know how I feel. I think because from what I've heard about like all of his concerts, like they're supposed to be like crazy and rowdy and like that's the whole appeal. And that's kind of the environment that he wants to bring to his shows. It's just like, that's how I imagine it. But obviously no person's intention for to host a concert or to be at a concert is for it to be that insane. But I don't know. I just don't know. Like people are saying, oh, he knew that people were dying and he still continued to play. He knew people were being hurt and so did some of the other people around him and they didn't do anything. I don't know if I believe that to be true. Like there's no one on this planet that would host a concert and know that there are people dying in his concert and continue to play and not try and help them. I don't believe that. However, also how could he have known that? Like how could he have known? However, I do think that he needs to have better people on his team if that's the kind of environment that he wants to have on his show or at his shows, like crazy get in there, squeeze, mosh, whatever the kids call it. Like if that's the environment you want to have, then you need to have people watching to make sure people are safe since he has people of the age of like eight years old to 40, 50, whatever. Like there's got to be proper security. So... I just don't know if I'm like, Travis Scott's the worst, like he's a horrible human being, how can you let people die? I think it's his team, and I guess that all technically does fall under him. But I don't know. I don't know. I think also the way he went about the aftermath of the show and the tragedy was not great at all. Like there's videos of like people screaming at the cameraman, like people are dying, people are dying. And that went like viral on TikTok, like I think the day of or like the day after the thing. And like he didn't post anything till like three or four days later. It's just like, yo, you can't be that dumb. So I think, I don't know. I think his reaction and his behavior afterwards was more appalling than, I would say, than what actually happened because people died, but like than him not knowing that people were dying at his concert. I think that's the most egregious thing that happened. Since that happened, there's been a lot of lawsuits. People are trying to like do whatever. And, and there's a lawsuit out against Travis, Drake, Apple, and Live Nation for up to $2 billion. And I think there's others as well. Like I know Travis and maybe Drake. I don't really know why Drake is involved. Oh, I think he like came out on the show. I don't fully remember. I believe Travis, like, he refunded all the tickets and he's offered to pay for the funerals of the people who passed away, things like that. But there was, like, underlying things with, like, refunding the tickets. Like, if you accept this refund, um, then you can't sue. That's, like, in the paperwork somewhere. And it's, like, that's... I get it. He's trying to, like, save and cover his bases. But, like, people died and people were horribly injured and your team, as well as Live Nation and whoever else sponsored and put on the event are technically, they're responsible. They're responsible. And he's been like removed from a lot of um, campaigns and from Coachella next year. I think he even offered to do it for free and they said, no, like 
we'll just pay you 25% of what you were going to get and we don't want you to show up. Like, I understand that. I wouldn't want to go to a concert, even though I don't like Travis Scott or his music at all. Even if I saw his name on the list, I would not go there. Like, I would not feel safe. And I don't know if this is going to be the end of him. I think he's going to have to, like, cover his bases with all this and, like, pay out whoever needs to be paid because, like, this is... It's just horrific. And he's going to need to, like, go undercover and be quiet for, like, two, three... Like, have his baby with Kylie and just be silent for like a year or two and just be a father because like people aren't going to want to go to your concerts again for a while like you can't really i'm sure there's people out there who are like oh it wasn't that bad like i would still go again but a majority of people do not want to see this man ever again and i don't know if he's going to recover i just don't know it ain't it that's what i do know but we shall see what happens with this two billion dollar lawsuit because that's the money I literally typed in Astroworld on my phone and like the first thing that pops up on Google were, were you at Astroworld? You can be a part of this um, class action lawsuit. Click on this link. Like this isn't going away for a while. It's only been two months. This is going to be tragic for Travis and the crew. But that's what happens when you foster that type of environment. So I feel bad for him, but I don't feel that bad for him because I'm sure he'll recover in a few years. So on to the next story, which is the Hamilton, Anthony Ramos and... Jasmine Cepheus Jones TikTok debacle. Let's dive into this. So all of this came from TikTok, which I told you guys, TikTok is like the end all be all for news for me these days. Like they always have all the information before everything. So some, uh, I don't want to say, I don't know if it, whatever. Some stripper had posted a video of Anthony in like, I think it was, I'm just going to say Miami. I don't remember where in Miami with like a random girl and they were together and she posted the video on TikTok. It's kind of blurry, but you can tell that it's him. And she was like, who is this guy? He looks really familiar. And everyone's like, oh, that's Anthony Ramos from Hamilton and in the Heights and a bunch of other things. And like literally 24 hours later, his fiance, um, Jasmine, had deleted all the photos from their Instagram and was seen at Marie's crisis, like singing a song about the situation. And it's just like the, it's sad, but it's just the funniest thing ever because like they've been together since, since like 2015 because they met at Hamilton or on Hamilton and have been together since then. They got engaged literally like three, four years ago, but there's like so many rumors, like he's cheated multiple times. She's crazy. Um, and things like that. But like, if you've been engaged for three years, mm-hmm, you know what they say. Well, I don't know if they say that, but I say that if you've been engaged for more than like a year and a half and there wasn't like COVID or something in the way of it, something's wrong. Like an engagement shouldn't be longer than a year, honestly. And if it's three years, especially when they have the money and the means to like properly do a wedding all out something's going on there something is going on and it's funny because like two or three weeks before this happened i went oh it was halloween weekend yeah me and some friends went to the jimmy rooftop he was there with like a group of people and she was there and he was just like dancing having the time of his life and she was just kind of like in the corner just like there (laughs) and she was like giving the eyes to people if they like tried to come close to him so it was just very indicative of the type of relationship that they have. Like, he can't be trusted because he a hoe. And she is just triggered by his behavior, which makes sense because he's a hoe. But 
all of this transpired on TikTok and within 24 hours, like they were broken up. Uh, and like right before this affair, cheating scandal happened like two or three weeks before, according to page six, their wedding invites had just gone out. So like embarrassing, <laughs> sorry, but like that sucks. But I, it's, I think it's for the best because like, to be fair, I hate to say it, I hope I don't sound ridiculous, but he's not an attractive man. Like he literally looks like the fish from Shark Tale and... There's no lie about it, not one. And she, she's, she's there. <laughs> and she's there too. But um, tragic, sad, whatever. On to the next story. Another <laughs> embarrassing story. So the whole Zayn Malik and Yolanda Hadid confrontation, fight, whatever you want to call it. The thing is, I feel two ways about this story because <laughs> I feel like Yolanda seems like that kind of crazy mother grandmother who just like wants to be there all the time and doesn't know boundaries but i also feel like zane is actually a psychopath and no one could tell me differently about it so this happened in like mid-november allegedly yolanda like barged into Gigi's home where zane had been staying with the child while Gigi was in paris or something like that and Zane made it very known to Yolanda that he didn't want her there and that he can't be bar she can't be barging in like that and blah 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 blah. It ended with like a bunch of arguing and allegedly Zane like pushing Yolanda against a dresser. Um, there was like four counts of harassment charged against us. I don't know if that's a proper sentence. And he did no con no contest to any of them except for the one where he pushed Yolanda into a dresser. But I don't, there's a lot of things going around about this because he seems a little crazy. He seems unhinged and it's just embarrassing. Like, get over it or like stay in your own home, one would say, and don't worry about it. I don't know. I'm like Team Yolanda on this, even though I know she's probably like a psychopath. I'm going to, I'm going to have to stay on Team Yolanda. Anywho, there hasn't been much of an update since this. He has to go to anger management and they have a meet there. No, yeah, they have a mediator to figure out the parenting, whatever the hell, for Zane and Gigi for the child. But other than that, there has been no update in the past month and a half. Or if there has been, it hasn't really been publicized. So on to our next story about Sean Mendez and Camilla. I was going to say Camilla Mendez. What is her last name? And Camilla Cabello, sorry. They have broken up. They broke up mid-November. Actually, early December, I believe. Let me just read the statement before I get into what you all know I'm going to say. <laughs> what everyone is saying, honestly. It's not just me. They posted on both of their Instagrams when they broke up. Hey, guys, we've decided to end our romantic relationship, but our love for one another as humans is stronger than ever. We started our relationship as best friends and will continue to be best friends. We so appreciate your support from the beginning and moving forward. Camilla and Sean. We all know what the blogs and <laughs> what just like our human eyes and intelligence tells us about the situation is that Sean is a closeted homosexual. That's been the word on the street for a very long time. Like this relationship was a fake relationship, but it's just shocking how long it lasted. But it seemed to serve both of them pretty well. Like he got a cover up. She got a little bit more fame, I guess. But... I'm really hoping that next year, like, honestly, it's his truth. It's his, his life, whatever. I'm just, like, really hoping that next year he does come out of the closet because it's so beyond obvious and so beyond accurate. And there are, like, there's some floating stories around, you know. You know. But I just am ready for him to come out the closet because he has never seemed straight. 
I always assumed he was gay until he got into the fake relationship with um, Haley Bieber when they had that fake relationship for like literally three months. And then like two months later, she was married and engaged, or sorry, engaged and then married to Justin Bieber. Like, mm, something's not adding up there. No, no, no. And I don't really know what Camilla is there for, but I'm just ready for him to come out. I think we all are, are we not? I'm ready to see him as like a full-fledged homosexual. But we'll see what happens, we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll just like continue on like pretending to live a lie. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star's husband gets pulled over for a DUI. Paul Kempsley, Dorit Kempsley's husband, um, was issued a DUI mid-November, oh sorry, early December. The thing is, it doesn't really make sense for people to be getting DUIs anymore because there's Lyft, there's Uber, there's private drivers, especially when you're as rich as they are, or there's like, call your significant other and have them pick you up. I just, I have no respect for it. Like I understand things happen. No, I don't. No, I kind of do, but I don't. Things do happen, but when you're literally millionaires like they are, I just don't understand the point of driving drunk. Apparently he only had like two or three drinks. He blew like a 0 .8, 0 0.081, and the legal limit is 0.8, which isn't really that much. But still, if you're being pulled over because you've drank that much and it's noticeable, I feel like those numbers aren't right. It's a little suspicious, and if you have money, then like you should just not be having that problem. I'm sorry. If you're like a peasant and you've been drinking too much and you gotta drive home in the beat up bus or whatever <laughs> the beat up truck or whatever i can understand that but like you're literally a millionaire get an uber or have your driver come pick you up whatever it's dumb he's apologized the moment's over but I'm, i won't be looking at him the same even though i didn't look at him much because he's not one to look at but let's not get into that let's move on to the next story I'm just gonna quickly issue a trigger warning because the next story is about rape allegations and just a quick warning for you. Okay, so Chris Noth, the actor best known for Big on Sex and the City, was accused of some rape allegations by multiple women and it's not looking good just because there was also like, once this story came out, there was like a newspaper from like 1995 or something of like someone that was in a relationship with him had tried to press charges of him doing something, oh sorry my voice, of him doing something similar to her as well and like it never got any traction um, and it was just forgotten about. And then this came out in a few other stories and like if you read, I'm not gonna read them because they're just like really sad, but if you read some of the allegations from the women that came out, they obviously are using like anonymous names, um, but it's very sad and it's very disgusting. And like a bunch of other like random stories have come out on TikTok as well, of like people who've met him and said like he was really pervy and like really inappropriate to them. And it's just like, it's very sad, but it also kind of makes sense because a lot of men from his era, like he's been acting for, I don't know, like 30 plus years now. And a lot of men in that era just like, especially with like the shows he was on like Law and Order and Sex and City, like such two big shows. Like it just goes to your head. You think you're unstoppable and women just want to throw themselves at you even when they don't. So, or in your mind, women throw themselves at you even when they don't, or just, they want to be with you. So it's very sad and disgusting, but it's very interesting because you like watch all these movies and shows like the morning show and how men can like really not realize that they are 
like raping someone or sexually assaulting someone or there's not consent in your mind like as a normal maybe it's just like i won't say all men but like it's so weird how men can see rape and sexual things like that as like okay and it's very strange because like <laughs> you know what i'll tell the story anyways i don't really care i have like gone out to hang out with friends very recently and like i was walking home with one of my friends and he had to use the bathroom so i was like oh you can come up and use the bathroom whatever and it was very strange how men can just like say and do things and not realize it's inappropriate and then like forget about it the next day and be like oh i was so drunk but not remember anything else that happened and like he was just like making all these disgustingly inappropriate comments and like he's generally like i would say he's just like the sweetest human being and he's so nice but like seeing him in that light he was just like obviously he was very drunk and it's absolutely not an, not an excuse like he was just saying all these comments and he was like trying to take his pants off and i was like what are you doing like i literally didn't come up and use the bathroom i've got to change and i've got to go like there's no vibe between us like there never has been there never will be and he was just like trying to take off his pants he was like you don't want to see me naked you don't want to see this i was like no i don't i was very very clearly saying no and he just like could not compute it in his mind and like it makes you wonder like it really makes sense i'm fine everyone like I got him out of my house and like in an apartment I'm literally fine but like it makes you wonder like how men can s say and do things and not realize that it's inappropriate or take it to the next level like it's insane to me so like in a strange way whenever like these stories come out and men are like that did happen it was consensual she wanted to have a moment with me like it was consensual we both wanted to do something like it I can very tragically see how in their mind their very twisted idiotic mind that that's how it happened for them and for the other woman who's like saying no and saying they don't want to do this they blah 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 blah. they're refusing there's no consent it's very interesting how men can just think that's like foreplay that's just like them being funny like it's very very sad but it really does make sense on why like the moment these stories come out men are like no it was consensual no it was this like it might have been consensual in your mind but that girl's like struggling and will never get past this moment so all that to say once the new sex in the city and so, and so it goes and just like that came out i think she saw or the ladies who had pressed charges about this i'm assuming they saw all like the love he was getting like oh mr Bates bad and blah, blah 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 and were just like horribly triggered by it and they said something and, like a lot of not a lot of people but some people were like oh the timing of this is very suspicious like it's really not like they might have buried it deep down and forgotten about it and now he's back on TV, like one of the biggest shows, and he's everywhere in the Peloton commercial, and he's in every meme, and it just like triggered them in some way that they were like, I can't stay silent about it. So I understand it, and the timing is never weird. Like when you speak about something like that, there's no bad timing. There's literally no bad timing, but it's very sad, and hopefully some type of justice will be served. So far this year, a lot of justice has been served for disgusting human beings, so, there's a little bit of faith, but it's a good side track. Since all that news is broken, Sarah Jessica Parker and like the whole Sex in the City gang has come out and like taken the side of the victims and said how sad they were to hear about this and how they stand with them. And like some other stories have come out like, oh, we knew Chris liked to party and have a good time, but like we didn't know it was to this extent and level. And it's like saying that doesn't make them look any better. I have to say it like, if I, I know a lot, <laughs> the way I was going to phrase that sounded so weird. 
I have a lot of friends who like they like to go and have a good time but if I ever saw something that I was like oh they like to have too much of a good time I would like that would be clocked in the back of my mind you know so I don't know for saying or whoever said it from the cast was like yeah we knew he liked to have a really good time and go out and party like you know what happens with those type of men especially from that type of era like he's in his 60s I would say a lot of men have been me too because they like to go out and party and have a good time and too much of a good time like I don't know how I feel about that statement from them I don't like them trying to brush it under the rug like I don't vibe with that I really don't vibe with that but all in all he's a disgusting human being allegedly not allegedly he was seen like walking through Central Park a few days ago looking sad and lonely and it's just like he should be like he's disgusting and he needs to reflect on his life like what the hell Ugh, okay. On to some lighter news because I'm over that story. It's depressing me and it's the new year practically. So some lighter news. Since I haven't recorded in a month and a half or nearly two months, I have not said on this podcast that Britney Spears is officially free. Like she became free. She was freed. There we go. On my birthday. So I think that's like, you're welcome, Britney. You're welcome. November 12th, she was freed. We're gonna talk about it because there's a lot of things to dive into. You guys know I love Britney Jean Spears, but let's just talk about her Instagram. And <laughs> we all know she's a very eclectic girl. And obviously she's got mental issues because of all the medication and stuff that she'd been, she's been going through for the past 20 years. So it makes sense that she's very um, eccentric on Instagram and in real life probably. But it's just, it's very concerning. Like some things like they're funny to watch and something just like, my girl, my girl, I'm so glad you're able to speak and like say what you want now. But these like notes apps of like four or five pages of you just kind of going in 18 different directions. Like I need you to sit down with Oprah, whoever she wants to sit down with and just like speak her truth for two hours. So we don't have to see these little notes apps with so many so many errors in them i can't deal with those anymore i can't deal with them and the weird emojis in between and the i i've had enough I've, i must say i've had enough but like some of her videos of her just like i'm happy for her to be free and to like do whatever she wants to do like there's a lot of crazy celebrities out there who are just like kind of on the same level Ugh, doesn't it doesn't look well that's that on that um however the beef with her and Christina Aguilera is like the funniest feud known to man. It's been going on since like 1997 and it's just so comical. Once Britney was freed, Christina was performing at some award show like a few weeks ago. And before the performance, they asked like, oh, um, what did they say? It was something about like, do you have any like well wishes or something to say about Britney? And she smiled and like the person, like her manager right beside her, was like oh we're not doing that tonight i'm sorry and then christina said like as they're walking away but i'm happy for her and that video <laughs> chris not christina britney spears like posted that video on her instagram story it was like f all the people who like don't want to speak up or blah 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 and it posts like another video of someone else like not being there for her or something like that it's just like girl it's that one was not that deep there's a lot of other things that people are saying that you could have gone for like the feud between her and christina will never end and it's just <laughs> it's so like light and comical and not even a big thing but it was just so <laughs> strange 
Like, they haven't... Whatever. We're, we don't need to dive into it because it's not that interesting. But it's just so random and so out of nowhere. Like, I can't. But she's been, like, reposting and, like, posting a lot of things on Instagram from people. And I guess she doesn't realize that some of the people that are posting about her, like, are canceled or they're toxic. And she's, like, had to issue an apology afterwards. It's like... Girl, you're stepping into 2021 now. Like, someone else was taking care of your Instagram, so you didn't have to worry about posting the wrong thing with the wrong people. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Anywho, let's move on to the next story. So, a few weeks ago, it broke that Prince Charles was the person who made the comment about Archie's color for Meghan and Harry. And it's, like, not shocking at all. I think we all knew it was going to be him, like... Who else in that family could it be? Like, literally, who else? Harry or Meghan or someone from their camp said it wasn't the Queen of England and it wasn't his grandfather. So obviously, like, it's not going to be William or Kate. It's obviously going to be Prince Charles. But I think they gave us context of like, oh, we were just one, some type of comment. And it's like, they just, sorry, just follow my lead. I'm all over the place. Meghan and Harry just posted a photo of, like their Christmas photo, sorry, of both the kids and them. And like those kids are literally paler than Harry. I don't think it's a big deal. And like them trying to make it a big thing with Oprah was just like, it, it's giving privilege. And if you know, you know. The girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. That's all I'm gonna say. It's giving privilege in the worst type of way. And even though Prince Charles is literally repugnant, I don't think that comment was anything to talk about at all in the slightest that's that on that because i'm not going to get into that whole situation no on to the next story okay so juicy smoulier Josie smollett smoulet has been found guilty on five counts of disorderly conduct and lying to the police if you don't remember 1922 two years ago he created this fake storyline of like these two African men attacking him that were like race and homophobic. And <laughs> it's just like the wildest, most insane story. But he has been found guilty and can serve up to three years for each count. So it's like up to 15 years of prison, which I don't think. I think he's probably gonna go to prison for like a few years. Ooh, wow, that's not weird. A few years and then he's gonna be let out on like good behavior or something dumb like that. Cause even though it's just like an embarrassing story, it wasn't that crazy. I think he's gonna have to pay back all the money that was put into trying to find the two, the two men that the police had to put into it. But other than that, like, it's just an embarrassing story that's going to stick with him forever. Like, no one's going to want to work with him. No one wants to see him. Like, he's done for. But it's not that embarrassing that you need to be in prison. Well, I don't know. It's not that bad that you need to be in prison for, like, 15 years for just being an embarrassment and a dumbass, you know? Anywho, some of the stuff that came out from the trial was just, it's literally so embarrassing. Like, I could scream. One of them was like, oh, he masturbated with two of the men um, and, like, did drugs with them. And, like, how are you going to say these men? And he, like, continued to hunker down on that, like, he didn't know these men and blah, 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 blah. Like, there is a paper trail of you contacting these men and you're saying you masturbated and did drugs with them, yet you don't know them. I just, I, like, really can't even believe the idiocy. And he, like, even when he was still in court, he was like, 
I'm not guilty, I didn't do anything. Like, it's just so embarrassing. Can you imagine being his family? Like, the level of embarrassment they must have and, like, disgust they must have for their son is just wow. Wow. But he's been found guilty. On to some more justice being served. Jury finds Glazane Maxwell guilty of sex trafficking a minor for Jeffrey Epstein and four other charges. Now we all know the whole Jeffrey Epstein story and how he didn't kill himself. He's probably on an island somewhere or he was murdered. Regardless, let's get back to Glazane. Glazane, Glazane. A jury in New York federal court has found Glazane Maxwell guilty of five of the six counts related to her role in Jeffrey Epstein's sexual abuse of minor girls between 1994 and 2004. Maxwell 60 was found guilty of five federal charges, sex trafficking of a minor, transporting a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity, and three other related counts of conspiracy. She was also, she was also acquitted with a charge of enticing a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts. However, Maxwell, who is now faced up to 65 years in prison, showed no reaction when the verdicts were read. I think we all knew, well, let's rephrase. I think we all hoped that she would be found guilty, but like, I didn't have much faith. I just didn't have much faith. I thought she was gonna like sing like a canary and just like tell every single person who was involved because I'm sure that name and list is just, oh God, it, I'm sure it's absolutely filthy. I feel like it's gonna be like the same situation with Jeffrey. I feel like she's gonna go to prison and she's just gonna disappear and they're gonna say she's dead. Just so, like, just to confirm that all this stuff is not gonna be like aired out of people's business. Cause I know, like I'm sure there's some like presidents in there. There's so many actors in there that would just like make our skin raw at least some type of justice has been served i guess even though i don't think it's gonna fully be served out same as jeffrey but we've got to take a win when we've got it so ciao pervert okay we've got two more stories and one of them is like five stories in one let's talk about adele's album because we have to end on the Kim, Pete, Kanye, Tristan, everything. You didn't think I could go a full episode without talking about Kim, did you? No. But let's talk about Adele's album. This is gonna be quick because I already told you guys in the episode, three episodes ago, how I felt about the new song, Easy On Me. I thought it was nice. I just didn't think that's what I had been waiting six years for. And it didn't really take me anywhere. The vocals are nice. They're just not giving what they needed to give. And I guess I must be a prophet because that's how I felt about the entire album. It just didn't take me anywhere. I was bored. Every song sounded the same. I also need musicians, if that's what they want to call themselves, to stop putting in children in songs or like voice memos. Like that one song where her she's talking to her son. Like, mommy's not happy anymore. Oh, mommy's not happy. Like, we don't need to hear that. Like, why are you exploiting this child's pain? This is just uncomfortable. Sing a song and keep it quiet. Like, I don't need to hear you speak. It was too much for me. I didn't really enjoy any of the songs. I think literally the one song that everyone's obsessed with, I think it's like, I like, I drink wine. It was okay. Like, I listened to the whole album, could not remember one song, did not want to go and re-listen to any of the songs. It just was blah. I feel like everyone allegedly loved it, but they have not spoken about it since like the first two days it came out. Everyone was posing, oh my God, the album, oh my God. Haven't heard a thing about it since. Haven't heard a thing. And she was doing press like no other for this album, which she really didn't need to. Like everyone was going to listen. It was going to be on the top of the local charts. But 
it's not an album that I'm going to remember. It's not an album that needs to be remembered. I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. But it doesn't need to be heard again. It was just boring. And no. I know Rolling Stone I gave it an 8 out of 10. No. I like Adele. I think she's hysterical. And I think she's got a beautiful voice. Beautiful vocals. But I'm just hearing the same thing over and over. And at some point, you've got to kind of change the vibe. You know, you gotta change the vibe and she's not doing that. And my final stamp on this is I was already kind of over Adele since 2016, since she robbed Beyonce of her Grammy. I'm 100% stamped, I'm over Adele. I will not be listening to any more of her music. I will follow her on Instagram, even though she doesn't really post much. I will watch her interviews because they are entertaining, but I have no interest in ever hearing any more new music that could possibly come from her. And no one's going to change my mind on that. Not one single person. So let's end on a very interesting, happy-ish, but not happy-ish note because a lot is going to be said about this. A lot. So beginning of November, Kim and Pete were spotted at like Disneyland together, riding some ride. Kim was holding his hand and that sparked this whirlwind of a romance apparently and I must say and I still kind of feel that way I feel like the first few weeks I thought it was just a joke like they were just kind of like trying to distract from Astro World because it had happened like their relationship popped up like a week or two after Astro World and it just really seemed like oh they're distracting from it and they're continuing it like she's gone to Staten Island they've been seen coming out of a hotel together and he was allegedly at the Christmas, their world famous Christmas party. And he's driving her car and they're flying back and forth and they're doing dinners together and he's got hickeys on his neck. It's like, what is this? And I know everyone's like, oh, what does Kim Pete have? Like his, whatever. I just, the thing is like, Kim can date whoever she wants to date. Like, but I was not expecting this. And I guess we just haven't seen Kim date in 10, 10 plus years, maybe eight or eight or 10 years. We haven't really seen Kim dating and we didn't really see her date that much on the show either. So it's like, what is this? I don't like this. She needs like, and maybe she just doesn't want another powerhouse. She just like wants to date. She wants to live her life. Like Kanye was and is doing whatever he wants to do. And he was doing it allegedly throughout their marriage. So she's just going to live her life. Like, I don't think she wants to be married again. She just wants to be happy. But let's talk about Kanye because everyone's, since the whole Kim and Pete thing has begun, Kanye has very, very openly been trying to court Kim and get her back. Like, he's doing his concert and he's like, oh, I miss Kim. Like, specifically Kim and post and in these interviews that he's done, like, we're still together. I want our family to still be together. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, and I know what I'm going to say is going to, it might be a hot topic, but we need to stop praising this man for doing the bare minimum for one. And two, we need to stop praising him for like trying to keep his family together, even though he's the one who stepped out and didn't want to really be a part of it. Like he moved to a different state and didn't want to ever commute back for him or for the kids like we need to stop this man is so incredibly toxic that it like triggers my bones everyone's like oh it's so sweet it's so no it's not like he sees her moving on and trying to be happy he's like oh wait 
I thought I was the only one who's going to be moving on and dating other people. I thought you were just going to like take care of the kids and work. And now that he sees her doing that, he's like, oh, I want you back. Even though he's still dating other people and going out and being photographed with these like 21 year old models. Like what? He is so toxic. And I get it. Like he's not mentally all there. He's got bipolar disorder and whatever other disorders he's got. But like that cannot continue to be an excuse for people to act the way they act. Like I know mental health is important. It certainly is. But that doesn't mean you can act and behave in a way that's just like, well, he's not mentally there. So it's okay for him for him to say and do these things. Like, no, like you have to take accountability at some point. Like, absolutely not. This man is so toxic. And I, they they were a cute couple. They, mm-hmm. they were a cute couple. They had their moments. They gave us like some truly stunning, gorgeous children besides North, because we're going to get into North in a moment. But like, he, he just seems like someone who needs to be single and just like focus on the work and focus on his kids. That's what he needs to do. Like, leave Kim alone. Let her be a lawyer. She passed her baby bar. Like, just let her be happy. She's been miserable for who knows how many years. Like, just stayed with it because it's Kanye. Like, he's not all there, but I still love him. Blah, 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 blah. Like, she stayed even though she was miserable. And now she's uh, happy with Pete Davidson, I guess, which is a choice. And we'll see how long this lasts. But, okay. I was going to talk about Tristan having the child with another trainer while he was technically still with Chloe at the time. That man is literally the most fugliest man on the planet and he's so disgusting and I feel like he doesn't deserve to be spoken about ever again. So we're not gonna dive into it. That's all I'm gonna say on him. But let's circle back to North. And I know it's mean to talk about a child. She's nine years old. Like I'm sure we were all embarrassing and irritating at that age we were. And it sucks that her ear hating behavior is on such a global level but i'm just gonna quickly dive into it i know everyone like loves north they're like oh she's so kanye she's so this like that's not a compliment i just want that to be said saying a nine-year-old child is so similar to like a 45 year old bipolar like mentally unstable man is not a compliment at all i'm sorry it's not she's she just seems irritating to me like and again i don't like kids but all the other kids seem fine. I'm fine with that. North just seems like a menace, like an absolute menace. She seems so mean. She seems so cruel. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's just the persona they're showing us, but like even her TikToks, I'm just like, oh no, stop. <laughs> like hide this girl until she's like 15 and she can just like, I don't know, kind of figure out her life a little bit more. I just, I don't need to see this like nine or 10 year old make me cringe on a daily basis. And all of the times like Kim's like, who are you most afraid of? And it's like North, she's just like Kanye. Like that's not a compliment. I just, I cannot with her, I'm sorry. I know it's mean to say about a child, but she's richer than all of us. I think she's gonna bounce back. I hate to say it, I hate to say it. I know that's mean and whatever, but I believe that's all my stories. For 2021. However, there are three things that I would like to review slash recap that I didn't get to on last week's episode. So if you have not seen the season, or sorry, series finale of Insecure, the newest season of Emily in Paris, then I guess you can dip out or you can listen if you want to, doesn't matter. Okay, so let's talk about the series finale of Insecure. That's the final season. And I watched their 
like documentary of them filming the last season and like all the stuff that came from it and how like important it was. And it's a gorgeous show. It's a, it's a fabulous show. It's just like one of those simple shows that you can put on and not feel heavy afterwards. You get a good chuckle. There's some serious moments, but it's just this lovely show. However, this last season gave me absolutely nothing except for like some cute looks and some cute makeup moments. Like I don't, they just like dragged it along and it's on HBO. So it's only 10 episodes and they were 30 minutes each. And they just, they didn't really, I don't think they properly put a bow on each story to end with. I feel like they rushed the last episode of them just kind of like flying by each year with one of their birthdays and then, them, then it being like three years later and East is married to Lawrence and they've got, she's the stepmom of his child and Molly is married and Kelly had a baby and the other girl is just like happy in her marriage I guess like it just really didn't give me the ending that I wanted but it was also a very realistic ending of like they're all not just like in the same place in their lives I guess I don't know I just didn't I wasn't obsessed with the ending I needed a little bit more I wanted to I wanted them to dive more a little bit into Issa and Lawrence's relationship at the end like we've seen all this trauma we've seen we've seen the good moments and the bad moments and we didn't really see much of like the good moments except for the last like minute and a half of the series finale like the last episode it was just there still a good show I'll probably rewatch it a million times till the day I die except for the last season I'll skip out on that because there was nothing that good. It is what it is. Let's move into Emily in Paris because I know this just came out, but we all know how bad the first season was, but we just wanted to re... We just want to watch it because we know how bad it is. This season, her fashion was even worse than the first season. And everyone on TikTok is being like, oh, Kimmy's fashion in this new season is top tier, but like... I, when I was watching the show, I was like, why are they dressing them all so badly? Like, every single one of them did not have any cute moments. I think Emily had, like, one cute moment. It was just, like, blah. Obsessed with Gabrielle, like, literally the most stunning man on the planet. Like, I'm obsessed with him. Except his Instagram is, like, really cringy and... It's not cringy, it's just, like, there's nothing there, which makes me cringe, because... Actually, you know what? That's hypocritical of me, <laughs> because... I generally don't like men with social media. I feel like if you have social media, like you're mentally unstable if you're a man and you constantly posting. So you know what? I guess that makes me love him more, but it's kind of irritating because I want to see him. It's like, how do I feel? The season, oh my God. Can we just very quickly, very, very, very quickly. Oh my God, Ginger's trying to peek out at me. Let's talk about Mindy and how they really don't want to give her a storyline other than just like constantly singing songs. And like, I want them to dive into the whole background of her and her father. Like her dad is like a millionaire, billionaire in China, like the richest man in China. And she's like living in this one bedroom studio with Emily. And they keep, keep like poking at it a little bit, but they don't dive into it. Instead, it's just like, she's singing in the bathroom. She's met this guy. They're singing together. She's singing, she's singing, she's singing. And they're full songs. They're not like, oh, we're gonna watch her sing for 10 seconds and then pan out. It's a full like five minute song. Like three times each episode, like we get it, she sings, like it's enough. That's her only storyline. And I'm, I'm over that. Next season, I know there's gonna be a next season. I need them to dive into something with her or just like keep her quiet. I'm done with hearing her sing all the freaking time. It's enough. Who else do I wanna talk about? Let's dive into Emily because the first season, like, oh, like she's trying her best, blah, 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 but she's still like, 
a psychopath. Like, okay, you are obsessed with this guy, Gabriel, as you should be. He's literally stunning and he's a chef. Like, what more could you ask for? However, like, once you meet this girl that is his girlfriend, you don't become best friends with her and then still, like, harbor all this love for him and still, like, make out and kiss him, like, all the time and call him for your every beck and call and every beck and need. Like, that's psychopath behavior. And then you're continuing it into the next season of just, like, trying to get them together, even though he's, like... I'm in love with you. I want to be with you. Blah, 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 blah. And you're still trying to make him be with her even though he doesn't want to be. Like, you're just a bad person at that point. Bad person, bad friend. She never really listens. She has a horrible style. They need to, like, brush out those very tight waves that they put on her this season. Heaviest of size. However, let's get into the new guy that was brought into the show, Alfie. Even though he is gorgeous, he's not like stunning for me because he's like literally 5'9 and what am I supposed to do with that? The thing is he's a very mature person which is absolutely needed for Emily because she needs to grow up. However, he didn't really say or give us much. He seems very much like he's hiding a secret identity or something. I don't know. There's something off about him. Like we don't know much about him. He's from London. He works in a bank supposedly and he's bored of working in the bank. Like we know nothing about him. And the fact that like he shows up and he would possibly stay in Paris for her or commute like they're cute and I think it's a very like natural relationship for her but he's suspicious in some way and if she ends up staying with him in the next season which I think she's going to since Gabriel ends up getting back together with Kimi as per Emily's advice even though he doesn't want to be with her and she whatever I think she's gonna end up staying in Paris with Alfie and taking the new job but I like the third episode in the new show she's gonna get with Gabriel and there's gonna be drama again with Camille but I don't think Camille's gonna be much in the next season I hope because like she's not really that interesting and what was that whole scene of them like in the sauna of just like a bunch of tits like ugh it was so random and unnecessary. They just wanted to show naked boobs and I didn't, I didn't need to see it. I got my own, I'm good. I'm trying to think of some highlights of the show. I can't think of any. So that's, oh wait, no, no, we've got one more. I did talk to you guys about the, I don't know if it's considered a biopic, but we're just gonna call it a biopic, being the Ricardos, the movie with Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem about Lucy and Desi as they're like facing some type of crisis. Um, um, I think it was a good, you can tell that this movie was like absolutely written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. Like he's such a gorgeous writer, but sometimes it's like a little too much. And I feel like for this movie and the storyline, like it fit very well, but it just like, it wasn't a happy movie. And I guess it wasn't supposed to be, but I just like, I did not enjoy it. I did not enjoy it. And it's not really much of a review because I feel like a lot of people are not going to watch this movie. <laughs> So it's like irrelevant, but I probably is going to get nominated because it's like really good acting. I didn't love it. It was a little too long for my taste. It was just like kind of depressing. And I guess I don't really know much about Lucy and Desi as them as persons, persons as people. <laughs> I just like know them as I love Lucy and they're just like happy and be bop boop bop boop. And they were just like so dark and disturbed and it made me like dislike the show. I used to love the show as everyone did in the world, but I don't know. I don't, mm, I don't think it's ever a movie that anyone needs to watch, but if you're just like, not even if you're bored, like you don't need to watch it unless you're like obsessed with either two of the actors or with Lucy or Desi. Like that's really that on that. I need to go shopping and take my child for a walk because 
Tomorrow is New Year's Eve and I've got my shoes and I do actually have like a million outfits, but I just wanted to, you know, do like one more shop. Why not? With all the gift cards I got. Anywho, I hope everyone has a fabulous new year and if you're making resolutions that you stick to them. I'm going to make a few even though I very rarely do and I'm gonna try to stick to them this year, but we shall see. It's been a stunning year of main character energy. Was, we've had some fabulous guests, some wild stories to discuss. And I think next year, there's gonna be a little bit of a rebrand. I think I'm gonna dive into some more personal things and I might not hold back, which if so, be prepared. Cause I've got a million things that I could have said this year that I did not. <laughs> anywho, 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 anywho. For the final time of 2021, goodbye my dears.